live and direct. Yeah. They came for a show so quiet on the set. On the set. Quiet as it's kept. Yeah. We came from the bottom with our grind and our sweat. And I sweat. It's time to collect. Yeah. Every single thing from the shine to the checks. Then again, you know it's only up from here. You can go and clock out, it's only us from here. Make a lot of noise, a lot of fuss from here. With the game on the line, we just clutch from here. You ain't gotta ask, I'ma go be great. Everybody in my circle, they gon' go be great. If you ain't on the team, homie, don't be late. Cause everybody on my team, they gon' go be great. Yeah, yeah, they gon' go be great. Everybody on my team, they gon' go be great. Yeah, yeah, they gon' go be great. Everybody in my circle, they gon' go be great. Let's go. What's up, Miami? Welcome to episode number five of the Derek Lane podcast. I am your host, Derek Lane. I want to send a huge shout out to all of my day one listeners and say what's good to all of my new listeners who are making this day one. As you know, this podcast is for the city, Dade County, 305. Stand up. Let's get it. Tolls resume on Monday at 1159 p.m. The free ride is over. I'm not going to lie. Suspended tolls is my favorite thing about hurricane season. Back when there were toll workers who operated the booths, I used to love to just pull up to them when the tolls were suspended, stop, roll down the window, and act like I was looking for change. I would do this until they stopped me and be like, yo, you know the tolls are suspended. It's free. Just keep going. And then I would act shocked and be like, oh, really? They are? I had no idea. I would plan random road trips to Orlando for no reason just because tolls were suspended. As you see, it's the little things that make me happy. A report was issued by the Department of Agriculture that found that the Miami Seaquarium drastically cut the diets of nine dolphins. Before, the dolphins were fed 13 pounds of fish daily, and that number was cut all the way down to three pounds of fish a day. Some dolphins lost over 100 pounds in just a few months. It was said that the diets were cut to improve the performance of the dolphins during shows. But as a result, the dolphins started turning up and acting aggressive toward the trainers. They would ram them during shows, ram them during trainings. They would ram them anytime they can get their snouts on them. Anytime they saw a trainer, it was on site. Seaquarium visitors even got the business. During moments when guests were allowed to pet the dolphins, the dolphins would bite them. Seaquarium officials denied the link between the dolphins' aggression and their diets being cut. But wait a minute, don't we often hear how dolphins are so similar to humans? There have been countless articles and studies that have mentioned how dolphins have similar personality traits to humans. So it shouldn't be a surprise or undeniable that when you feed a dolphin less, it becomes hangry. These dolphins are acting out because they want to be fed. If you feed me less, we will have problems. My girlfriend is the sweetest person in the world. She is the type of person that volunteers at soup kitchens during the holidays, gives leftovers to homeless people on the streets, runs marathons for charitable causes. She is Miami's Mother Teresa. But oh my God, let her get hungry. It is a wrap. She turns into the Hulk. The dolphins are biting people because they're starving. I'm surprised the Seaquarium is still around, matter of fact. That place is straight up trash. It's about the size of a backyard in Pinecrest. The tanks are filthy and the size of those plastic swimming pools, and the fish just look miserable. Weren't there some marine animals that tried to commit suicide there, like intentionally beaching themselves or refusing to eat? I could be wrong, but I feel like this was a Seaquarium story. 
Anyways, the staff is getting what they deserve from these gangster ass dolphins, and they've had enough. Publix is being sued because back in June 2021, a toddler and his grandmother were shot and killed while shopping in the produce section. The gunman then killed himself. The lawsuit claims that Publix should have had adequate security in place and the plaintiffs are seeking accountability from the supermarket. The suit then cites the crime stats in the shopping center where Publix is located, which had 40 crimes at or near the location in a three-year period leading up to the incident. The suit also includes gun-related incidents and deaths in supermarkets across the U.S. and states Publix allocates a lot of money to self-checkout technology when some of that money should be allocated to security as well. Look, I get it. This is a tragedy. I remember this story all too well. I used to frequent that Publix almost daily. That was a shock to the entire community. That was such a quiet area. But this incident is not Publix's fault. A security guard would not have been able to prevent this incident from occurring. The man concealed a gun in his bag, and the grocery store is set up like many grocery stores around the world, where the produce section is all the way in the back. No one saw this coming. It was just truly an unfortunate event. I do not see this lawsuit going in favor for the plaintiffs, and I feel sorry for them because this will most likely suffer in a loss in the courtroom on top of their loss of the loved ones. Although I see this going in Publix's favor, I do foresee them boosting up their security presence at all of their stores because this incident and lawsuit will now be their call to action to provide security. And if another unfortunate event occurs, I guarantee you Publix will be held responsible for it. So this suit will at least change what Publix does going forward. But I don't see the plaintiffs winning this suit. I have no idea what is up with my Miami Hurricanes. I still believe in Coach Mario Cristobal, but damn, man, this is depressing. My Saturdays are now wide open because the season is over. There's nothing else to play for except for young players getting in and getting experience. But this season, there is no hope for this season. Maybe some mediocre bowl game that they can go to. Whatever. If that's what excites you, have fun. But Saturdays are now open for me. And this is the lowest I have ever seen the Canes. I don't even know what the answer is. Some people say there is a disconnect between some of the players and the coaches who aren't buying into the new system. But I'm like, how was this not weeded out in practice? How was this not discovered in practice? Why does it take game day and embarrassing losses on game day to highlight this specific problem? What are the players showing differently in practice that isn't translating to when it matters? And as a coaching staff, how are you not catching this? Every time we get a new coach, it's always Let's wait until they get their players in, you know, the ones they recruit. And then our sports world is on hold for the next two years or so. And then when they finally get their guys in, it's the same result. Then we start calling for the coach to be fired. Look, something in me still believes in Mario. And I believe that he will actually fix this. But damn, man, I'm just so tired of this insanity cycle of hoping for change, but the same thing happening over and over. Anyways, thank you all for tuning in and checking me out this week. Thank you all for your continued love and support. Remember, go where you are celebrated. Do not invest your time and energy in people and places that do not best serve you. This has been a theme for me this past week because as a content creator, I deal with the ups and downs of how my content performs on different platforms. I love Instagram so much because 
I have the ability to connect with so many different people. Instagram is just set up for that true social media personal interaction, but the platform severely limits my reach. While on other sites like TikTok and YouTube, I have tremendous growth. I can put the same piece of content on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, and that piece of content will perform great on the other two sites, but not Instagram. I'm having to learn to focus my energy on the platforms that actually boost me and my brand. I know I'm using content creation as an anecdote, but it's still applicable to all forms of life. If you are in a dead-end relationship and constantly starving for attention or what you desire, you aren't like the dolphins I talked about earlier. You're not being held captive. Leave and watch how your life elevates when you surround yourself with positivity. I hope you all have an amazing week, Miami. And most importantly, go be great.